Hey guys, welcome back. We are on episode three of season three of the MKAU show. Today we have Fletcher, Sub-Zero, our boss. We have Breezy. And we have Hades the Hobo. I had to say your name fully. I was going to say, Breezy just had to like do the double pump and make us all look bad. Yeah, I know. But the, <laughs> the newbies. Um, so we've got a few things we're going to talk about tonight. A little bit of movies, a little bit of gaming, a little bit of like conventionally type stuff. So I thought we'd start off with um, the release of Zack Snyder's um, cut of the Justice League. Um, without giving too many spoilers away because Hades hasn't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Watched the last night when you told me to. Did you actually watch it? I stayed up to 2am watching that shit. (laughs) Breezy and Hades watched it last night. I've still not had four hours to watch it, so... Oh, okay. Well, we won't spoil it too much, but we can discuss a little bit. Um, I thought we'd just firstly discuss just in general how we feel about the whole situation. How do we feel about them releasing a movie that's four hours um, do you think this may be a trend? Do you think this is unsustainable? How do we think about the actual process in general? Anyone want to? Hades, go, Hades can go first. He's just watched it. Yeah. What, and you've never watched a four-hour movie before? I haven't, no. Oh. I don't think <laughs> I have either, actually. Um, I think it was a worthwhile four hours if I hadn't already seen the two-hour version. Mm. Um, I think it won't be a trend because four hours is just too long to sit there and watch a movie. I Ironically, though, when I sat there and watched it, it didn't feel like four hours to me. Did anyone else feel like that? I don't know. I just no, sat like, for I, six hours for me. I honestly felt like it was just right. I actually really enjoyed like the four-hour version of it. Like, I don't think it's infinitely better than the two-hour version of what, like, the last one. Um, but I mean, realistically, our culture these days is binge watching. We like, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a season comes out and we watch four to five hours anyway. So, like, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, four hours is too long. And then they'll go and watch six episodes of The Witcher. Yeah. So, I like the experience. I don't want every movie to do that. But, mm-hmm. but do you think the four hours was just sustainable because you were watching it at home? Like, if, you could be doing other things at the same time as watching those 74 oh. episodes of Sailor Moon. <laughs> I know what you watch. Yeah. Um, I... Whereas in the movie cinema, you're stuck there not moving for four hours. You can't stretch your legs, you can't do nothing without missing some of the movie. I did think about it when I was halfway through watching it because they kept popping up, like, you know, like every 20, 30 minutes of, like, part one, part two, part three. I honestly felt like it was just going to pop up with, like, this big sign that says intermission in the middle and, and there's just like nothing for half an hour and then you and then it starts again i was about to say <laughs> is this is this at the movies it was designed to be released at the imax because i think it only yeah i think it's only believe it went straight because now that you stream. now that i think about it i saw yeah. hateful eight at the cinemas because it was a long movie and it did have an mm. intermission so i think if it was at the cinemas they'd have they would have to have an intermission yeah and I think that was just a bit had like, like a horde of people rushing the bathroom. Tarantino movies are almost like three hours long. I literally. Well, Hateful Eight was three hours and seven minutes. Yeah, I, I saw it in Sydney because Sydney Cinema was the only one showing the eight mil real version of it, eight mil film version. So I mm-hmm. waited for a trip to Sydney when I went for work and watched it. And there was a 15 or 20 minute intermission. Yeah. There it's... actually is such a thing. I actually did a bit of research on, and there's actually a movie that goes for like several days. Oh my one god! Movie. Oh yeah, I, I, like, I do. I do remember. I think it was made in like no, no, no. One hundred and twenty-seven hours is just the title of the movie. Brief. It's not the length. <laughs> um, no, I, I, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. I was gonna say, is this? Yeah, okay. Cool. It's actually a thing. Yeah. Just, um, just in case. Should but. We... I was, I was, knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was looking up some stuff in the movie because, like, I had to like start like counting certain things in the movie just because I'm watching a movie for four hours. I start getting bored and just like start nitpicking the movie. About half hour of the movie is dedicated to slow motion. 
So this movie could have been about like three hours and thirty minutes, or maybe three hours and twenty minutes, if they just sped up everything. The Flash should like... just hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Flash scenes actually weren't too bad. Like, but everything else, like, um, they I think they spent about like twenty minutes at the start of the movie, like introducing the the, the mother boxes and then just like carrying them around. <laughs> so I don't know whether they. Yeah, can... that sucks. We're not really giving too much away. I feel like Cyborg was like ten times better. Than when yeah, he was in the original, like yep. he was fleshed out like to the max, mm. you know. So I, like, I because I originally the first movie I hated him. Like I'm like, oh my god, he's so boring and useless. And this one actually gave him purpose. I found. Yep. What do you feel about um? Like I feel Wonder Woman was a bit like was way better too, right? I, I think she's been the best part of that and Batman vs Superman. Yeah, like, she was so brutal. No, I hated yeah. her in Batman and Superman. Really? Yeah, because they underpowered the. Sh- I don't know if I could say that. Underpowered her too much, because yeah. in her solo movie, which was set X amount of years before, she mm. killed a god. Then she comes up against in Batman and Superman, and she's useless. Yeah, even her. No, new there's movie. something there went wrong. Yeah. Well, Doomsday is actually meant to be Doomsday. Supposed to be like the end of Superman, but it's not because of Superman killing him, but also dying. My, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, like Doomsday's, my, um, yeah, amalgamation hmm. of Superman. My thing that's interesting about the movie is the fact that, like Dex said, this is his vision. This is what he originally wanted to do and stuff like that. And like they're saying that, like you know, oh, I wish he had that from the start. Obviously, he had that off, like you know, family tragedy. They had to step away from it. But even if that was his vision at the start, they nobody would have approved a four-hour movie no. beforehand. No. Well, that's so, what I wanted you guys to like. Do you think now they call it the Snyder Cut, but it was really the Snyder Uncut? Mm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They felt like there was no, but everything was good. Like, yeah. I can't even really think of many moments where I'm like, they should have cut that out. Like, that would have lessened the movie. It feels like, can you imagine how many hours of footage there may have been if that's, you know, yeah, it's it's inter- cut version. It's interesting because obviously, like you said, it's, you know, is it going to be a direction that people move towards where they intentionally set out to make a four-hour movie? Even in Whereas, whereas this guy just comes back to make his baby better and obviously yeah. he's like, this is his original vision, but hindsight you could go back and change things that the fans didn't like just because they didn't like it like you know who's to say that he didn't do that instead of that was his original vision Mm. so re-releasing movies after you've had fan feedback is an interesting concept in its own because um we're moving a lot towards streaming like streaming services is four hours too much even for a streaming service Mm. No, I reckon Fletch got it right. I reckon four hours at home mm-hmm. is extremely doable. Mm-hmm. But this movie was designed to be watched in the IMAX. So yeah. The aspect ratio being so weird. And it just it doesn't work at home. Whereas the environment itself, sitting at home, I promise you, I can sit here for 12 hours and do nothing. So <laughs> four hours is perfect for a movie. You get like, your comfy fans on. rewatch it and have it all in pants. the background for four hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you can sit so there and do your would, cleaning. It what it probably wouldn't work for like, see, because there's people that do like, they go through like all the sets of movies, because it's a part of a set. It it was supposed to be so a part of a set. It'll yeah. be because like, so it'd be keep on. They would have to watch probably the original just to make it so that they can do it in one go. Otherwise, that would be multiple goes. Yeah, but any big things like that, like try to sit down and watch all the Marvel movies at once. Mm. It's going to take your days. Yeah, Yeah, even Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Even Lord of the Rings. Yeah. If you get the uncut version of the Lord of the Rings, they're about four hours, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I think the longest one is four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, like Every Time the King is on that. It's nuts. I suppose they're like The Hobbit. You know, there is a market for long movies because I will sit and watch the four-hour versions of The Lord of the Rings easily. Mm. You know, and still mm. love them and still obsess over them. So if he had made a series of four 
hour, four, like three, four hour movies, I would have sat down merrily and still watched them. Yeah, so mm, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe there is kind of a market for long movies, except like Haiti said, like sitting at home in the comfort. Well, no- normally you yeah. see these director's cuts on the DVD, don't you? Mm-hmm. Which I reckon that's the better option for home. And no one buys the DVDs though. That's a... You will be when they release the four-hour edition. Uh, all the hardcore fans will go get it. Isn't that what the, the way they do movies in general? Like uh, I may be wrong. Like it made for for the longest time. It used to be the theatrical release was for the producers. They can get all their money back. Like you know, they're the ones that go and pay for all that stuff. And then when it goes to DVD, the money from the DVD launch is where the director gets his like uh, like his major payout, which is why he's allowed to do the director's cut because it's going to be his money anyway. So if he makes a director's cut that everyone hates, it's on him and the producers don't care. They've already got their money. Mm. Like these days. If that's true, that's amazing. Yeah. Like these days it's more interesting because it's more acceptable for a blockbuster movie to go straight to a streaming service um, and still be eligible for Oscars and all that stuff. Like you have to do that limited theatrical release situation but you know big movies are going straight to streaming services now well, that might like be the games. um that might be the meeting point like during covid when all the cinemas were shut down they were releasing movies straight to streaming services yeah. and there was a big issue all the like cinema companies got angry about it because you're basically going to cut out their use to ever exist again but maybe that's your mm. halfway point. maybe that's your meeting point you have to release something in the movies around the two mm. to two and a half hour mark but then when it goes to streaming, you get the full release. Because theoretically, 99% of the time, you won't have swapped director halfway through. Yeah. It would be pretty yeah. funny going forward. <laughs> Every single movie has two versions. Yeah, you want a two-hour <laughs> one or four-hour one, honey? <laughs> That'd be cool. I'll go with a two-hour. I, um, I didn't write this on the list, but do you think things like this and successes like this would potentially kill the cinematic industry when it comes to like cinemas and theaters and possibly i don't know i, don't know. I just asked but that because then... two time and i walked past the cinema yesterday because we we're wondering about king kong we looked and all the movies down the list were quite mm, b grade they had re-releases yeah. of the rings they were replaying the rings in the cinema it's because i've had nothing to play yeah but do it's you only, think it's only... it may have killed going to the cinemas yeah. I think, it's, mind that, I think it's like, leading that The way. aspect ratio of this movie was designed to be watched in a cinema. Yeah. It looks yeah. awful on your TV at home. And the only reason we all watched it here is because no one wants to go to the cinemas at the moment. But theoretically, I mean, that trend is bringing back. Do you think anyone's ever going to want to go to the cinemas again? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's actually more of an experience to go to the cinemas than it is to go than to just watch it at home. Because, like... In the cinemas, you get like it bigger. You get a lot of sounds, and mm. sometimes if you get lucky, you get a cinema all to yourself. I've had it happen to me once or twice. Yeah, like with Logan, I when that came out to cinemas, mm. I waited a couple of weeks, and then I went and watched it during a break, because uh, I was still at college. Yeah. So I had a massive ass break, and I was like, "I'm gonna go watch it." They actually... don't know what you're doing in the cinemas by yourself, reason. Yeah, I mean, when he said it, when you're getting lucky, it's <laughs> yeah. an empty cinema. Normally, that's good Netflix and chill at home, mate. Look, the experience I think... of the movies is, you know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, look, I mean, I haven't been to the movies. Last night was the first time I've been to a cinema since before March last year. Well, and I... that kind of highlights my point a little bit, like. And seriously, I don't think without I obviously can't talk about it too much, but I wouldn't have watched like Godzilla vs Kong on the big screen is insanely good. You couldn't imagine it being anywhere near as good as it was if I just watched it at home. Like it's a good movie just to watch at home, but I've 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 realized how much I've missed cinemas watching something like that on the big screen. I think something like this might help cinemas evolve like i think cinemas will eventually move towards a smaller model like they're mm. right now they're designed to get as many people in as possible and like it's in australia at least we have gold class 
like uh, like gold class everywhere was that so when you go there it is an experience like your behavior is different like when you when you're watching it at home half the time you got no pants on the couch with like you know snacks everywhere and stuff like that whereas like when you and you got your phone distractions everywhere but if you go to the cinema you're going there to watch it you're not you don't have your phone out it's a mm-hmm. quiet experience so like yeah, I like, mean, isn't like you, isn't isn't every cinema now practically gold class with recliners? Yeah, it's yeah, leading that way. The cinema we were in last night had yeah, Sunnybank's full on right. full on gold class recliners, just about just for normal mm. cinemas. Not every cinema has them. We just our cinemas them. replaced all their front rows with beds, so you actually lie down oh. on a double bed. Yeah, I think they yeah, did that with that. the gold class. The front half of beds, the back half of. Recliners mm. or something like that. I'd have to be the one that cleans the beds because you never know what you find in there. Oh. What would you yeah. find in there, Breezy? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing in the movies, Breezy? What fun things you would find in there, Breezy? A lot of smells. A lot of smells. <laughs> but no, going to the movies has realized I missed the movies. So no, I don't think cinemas are going anywhere. Okay. And I think they're releasing movies as a trial at the moment, anyway, on cinemas and HBO or whatever at the same oh. time. So I think. While they're doing some trialing to see how it goes on streaming services, mm. we'll see. I mean, I I don't, it, I don't know. I think you'll find it'll go to movies first, and then maybe two weeks later, then it will go to streaming services as well. I don't know. Mm. Instead of at the same time, maybe It'll just a faster release. Because we can be like, we predicted that. I want to go to the movies just to watch the Mortal Kombat trailer on the big screen again. That was great. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that because I was worried because I was sitting there watching Justice League and I was like. I don't miss the cinemas, and I literally have not been. Even though our restrictions have been super eased in Australia, um, I've felt no urge to go to the cinema to watch anything. Mind no. you, the collection's been pretty pussed. But I got there and literally forgot about COVID. Yeah, yeah. Were you watching for, King Kong for, Godzilla? Was forgot it. it. No, no. Even before we got into the cinema, just in the foyer. Australia, most people have forgotten about yeah. it. Literally, times. didn't even. Yeah, it was just. It what felt COVID. Just felt normal. Oh, that's nice. Something about going on the weekend. All right. Um. Just so don't, in just news... don't go to a Sydney one. That, I mean, yeah, that's right. Wow. Oh, I won't get. I feel Sydney attacked. Oh, Hades is here. Oh, yeah, I, Hades. Oh, I feel attacked. In Canberra, I'm in Canberra. Yeah. yeah. Don't go to the one where Breezy's be laid on the beds. <laughs> 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 Okay, so in big news, news, um, Microsoft has been rumored to buy Discord. Yes. Do you think this will have any ramifications, changes? What do you guys think about Microsoft owning the world soon in gaming? What do you think? I'd rather Microsoft own it than Sony. (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, I think if anyone's going to buy something, I think it's... No problems with Microsoft buying it. I don't know. They seem to be doing all the right things, giving away all the right stuff. But if you look at like what happened to Mixer, we lost Mixer because Microsoft was like, okay, we've got to shut it down. Yeah. Of- yeah, but they did that because of a range of other reasons, not they... because of a product. Yeah, I think they would have kept going if it wasn't, uh, didn't have its problems that they couldn't fix. I think most of those were internal at Microsoft, Hmm. so they could have fixed them anyway. Uh, Look, I don't think it's going to change in any way. I reckon Microsoft being Microsoft, where they like to, um, hey, look, let's buy Bethesda and give you all their games now for practically nothing. Discord have become a little bit, uh, you know, cheeky with their, we're going to take away your partnership if you can't keep this up, or if you want this now, you've got to pay for... Mm so many nitro boosts just to get it again or i think microsoft mm. would pretty much reverse all of that sort of stuff and make people and use the financial it a little stability for them would make the platform pretty good yeah, i'm wondering start... whether they sorry you'll start seeing it like integrated into the xbox for chat and all sorts of well, stuff they reckon you know? they'd want to buy it to go with the streaming yeah style that they're going to move towards eventually but what well, do you guys think about the $10 billion price tag on it when they acquired Bethesda, which is a money-making company, rather than just software that's not really money-making, for 7.5? I don't know. 
So I see potential. In obviously, it, obviously, whatever they got planned for it means something to them. Goes outside just gaming. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I, I, I honestly wonder whether they want to buy Discord and like slowly insert Mixer into it. <laughs> so like that's the new shell of it, and they then they start making Discord like the streaming service to go think, to. I don't think they'd be game enough to bring the word Mixer back in any way. No, no, no. Like, no. Well, like, like not use Let's Mixer, try. but like you know, then they they just start bringing features back in, like the. They just call the it Beam again. <laughs> beam two point but but I mean like the the mixer algorithm like like was amazing for them like uh it was like less than a second delay and stuff like that it was one of the best on the market and even other streaming companies were just like we they didn't know how they did it they did it so well but it was just a really poor name because that changed like multiple times maybe they want to buy something else and then down the line they're like oh look we're streaming here you know what I mean you bring up a good point because um. If, like Hades said, if they're thinking of moving towards streaming, Discord, a lot of people stream on Discord anyway to mm-hmm. their Discord channel. Like, they could start something similar to Twitch just through the Discord app. But they, they want to look, like, theoretically everything's looking at going stream-wise anyway rather than console or PC or anything. Mm-hmm. If they have a streaming service that's cloud-based, you can play any game whatsoever for 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever it is. Newest releases, oldest releases, they're all up there. You pay X a month, you get to play it. And by owning Discord, you'd be able to have it across every platform. You want to play it on your mobile? That's fine. Discord's on mobile. Want to play it on your Xbox? That's fine. Now that we own it, <laughs> Discord's on Xbox. Discord's on your PC. Yep. Wouldn't they be just, aren't they doing that already now just through the app? Sort of. Through the des- Xbox app? Xbox app's on PC, Xbox is on. You still have to download the games though, don't you? No, it just streams. If you open up um, the Xbox app and if you're currently part of the, what's it even called? Project something? What's it called? The streaming service? Whatever it's called. Yeah. Project xCloud. You can just stream Forza or whatever's in there. We can already do that. Well, there you go. It all kind of linked together so nicely. Yeah. I think the thing that's really good about Microsoft over the years is that when they buy something, they just buy it and then just keep it running as is. Like they they put Mojang and everyone's like thinking that that's going to be a Microsoft exclusive, yeah. and they're just like, no, we don't care, just keep going. So I'm sorry, they're, they're smart. They they know what already works. They're not going to fuck around with it. You know, they're just going to leave it as it is. Ten billion dollars though. Wow, it's <laughs> pretty nuts. Well, I think compared to the seven point five for Bethesda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the good thing about Microsoft is when they do try to tweak stuff and they really stuff it up, like they did recently with trying to sneakily incre- increase the price, I think, of was it the Game Pass? Xbox no, Live. Xbox, Xbox, Xbox Live, when they sneakily tried to increase the price of Xbox Live and the community destroyed them over it, they quickly went... Took them like a day and then be like... Yeah. They're like, <laughs> Sorry. hey guys, we stuffed <laughs> up and realised you guys don't want this. And then they backpedaled and changed it. But I think that I think places do that just to get a bit of a let's just do it. A reaction. Just see what the reaction is, but we'll reverse it anyway. I don't know. They're trying to see what they're just, they're just testing the waters. See what they can get away yeah, with. exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. Correct. But at least they did apologize. See yeah. Xbox Live is dead now. It's Xbox Network. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy, hey. That's what I was about to check before, actually. It's just like, but they're not changing anything. They're just like, yeah, we're just changing the name. That's because like it's, it's just one part of it or something. Like it's um, it's not Xbox Live that's changing. It's the background of it. Mm. It's just because it's accessible because it's over, like so many places now. Like I know that, that for a while I, I should have done a bit of research on this, but like they wanted to say they wanted to bring Game Pass to Switch as a purely streaming option. So, like, you know, it's a Microsoft option on the Switch, but I honestly don't know whether that was just speculation. No, I think, wish, well, I, think, I think it'll happen, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Nintendo's pretty picky on what what things go on where. Not anymore. Look... Not anymore. Well, Have you, you seen the game's Haiti reviews on the Switch, dude? Nintendo don't give a shit anymore. Mm. Hey, what are you trying to say? Big. Why target Hades with those? 
Because it's only the games Hades reviews are like that Because we, we know what you review on there, buddy. But if you look at, like, Pixelmon, when that was on, like, that was big, but it was based off of something that was created by Nintendo as well. And they were like, no, we don't want that. We want the money. There was no money coming incoming from that mod, but mm. they decided, no, we're gonna take it away because you didn't because you didn't ask us for permission. Sorry for stuttering. Yeah, yeah, that But yeah, they go and see stuff that stares and go, yeah, we're making money off of that. We don't. Are you gonna ask us for the licensing? And if they say no, we're just doing it for free, and it. Just gotta go. Okay, we we want money coming incoming from it. So, if you're not gonna get money incoming for the licensing, then we're gonna take it off of you. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cutthroat. All right. Well, this week. Laughing at Hades. Huh? It's Hades laughing at. It's so enough. suspicious, man. He looks too relaxed. Well, there you go. This is Hades' area anyway. He's hitting the so booze. So set a concurrent user record this weekend. Um, yeah, I know nothing about this, so... Yeah. Well, concurrent yeah. record means, like, most at one time. Yeah, so they had most players. They said concurrent user. So they had the biggest record ever Rainbow Six Siege amount of Rainbow Six Siege players this weekend. Is that because it was free? Wasn't it free? Well... At this weekend? Know, yeah, it could have been. I thought it was it's free. It's still on yeah. the Game Pass at the moment, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's still Game Pass. And didn't um, when did Vice drop? A week ago. Give the reason too. So has anyone played Vice Rainbow Six Vice? No, never heard of it. The Vice? I'm still yeah, never played Rainbow Heist. Six. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've all you played. What I played when Heist came out, ranked. <laughs> Crimson Heist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the... pretty much got the. I... Sorry, Stacey. No, you go, Bree. Um, I pretty much as soon as it came out, I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy the battle pass or whatever it is, and so that I could test out the new character. Mm-hmm. And like, I found him to be not as easy to use like the ones that I've used. Why is that, Bree? Oh, he dropped out with the new Crimson Heist, right? Flores? Mm-hmm. Flores? Is that his name? He has the RCXDs. Flores, yeah. 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 He, pretty much if he's, if he's special, it's like dropping a drone. Why not have the drone that he drops at the start? Not be able to explode when it's at the starting point, but explode, be able to be used after it gets... Well, sorry, but that's a really good idea if you get your drone into the drone room and it just explodes on them. Without a timer. Can you imagine that? It gets... No, if it counted down, like, feet, and then all of a sudden exploded and someone couldn't find it in the room and they just died. I thought that would be pretty funny. If you could pre-place them like C4s. Yeah. Drive them all into place and then blow them all up at once. Yeah. Coordinated. Coordinated, like... Even a double like, seven like a stun grenade or something. So it might not kill them, but like a stun grenade would be pretty sick. Yeah. So although um, Hades brought up a good point earlier when I we were talking about, um, so although it probably had the record of concurrent um, users online, we were talking about, and Subby knows this as well because Subby's done my research, but if you're ever streaming on Twitch, it actually has one of the worst oh, viewer yeah. to player ratio. Streamer to viewer. Yeah, streamer. Sorry, streamer to viewer ratio. Do you want to comment on that, Hades? Since you and I were talking about it. I have no comments. I think you covered it. Oh, why do you think that? Um, why do I think it? Because we checked the statistics and it said it. Why do you think people don't like to watch Siege? I I don't know. Um. Siege is obviously an older game now. It's entering its sixth year. I don't know. I, I personally still love watching it. I think it's great the way that the meta changes constantly, the way the maps constantly are tweaked rather than completely redone. Like, new maps are nice, but even reworks change the meta strats against them. 
the fact that the game's constantly evolving from season to season with how operators are used and yeah, just general strategies. I love that it's always changing. Um, I know I a couple enjoy... of pros are leaving. Oh, really? Yeah, well, Pengu retired. Canadian retired. Pengu retired. Yeah. So I used to be a massive like esports COD thing. I used to watch, but bet you loved G two. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I was going to say over the years, well, not over the years, over the last probably year or two years, I've actually enjoyed watching um, competitive siege more than COD. Yeah, I like the overhead camera that that you watch. I'd love just to see where everyone is at all at the exact same time. Yeah, it's just something's drawn me in more than watching professional cod there's just something about watching siege because it's um i know it like both both cod and siege are fast but i think it's because it's such a dense environment it doesn't really give people opportunities to stand in a corner and wait for someone it's like uh, it's full on the whole time i find it's so strategic like it's so strategic that's what i find the reason i prefer it because it makes you think like, COD yeah. for me is a game where I can just turn my brain off. You're running gun. You die, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. You get a kill, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't mean anything. You get a respawn in one second. Whereas Siege, it's 5v5. If you die, that's it for the round. You can yeah. just sit there and backseat game for your mates. And you can screw your team over by dying, you know? If you're you know, holding a position that's going to open up to everyone. So... You said there was a record for, like, concurrent players like was yeah. there a specific player that had like a stupid high number that drew a lot of people in or no no not for watching for users how many people logged on and well, played over the last yeah. weekend yeah, because yeah. yeah like i was just wondering whether it was like like a thing of like of like a horde mentality you know you see a bunch of people playing you're like you know what i'm gonna play it too and like and then they jump on the bandwagon and then yeah. someone else you know what i mean so just wanted if there was like one person that started the Mexican wave of Rainbow Six players. Mm. There's probably someone with like an unboxing video of like opening 100 packs or something. Players on Steam. That's just on Steam. So basically 120,000 on Steam. That can't be right. It's got to be more than that, right? So that seems pretty low. Yeah, mm. Rainbow Six Breaks, 200,000. Anyway. Mm. I'll do that one. There you go. So, I don't know. Have you guys maybe... seen the update on... Uh, how many of you play Siege on PC? No, none of us. None of you? Well... They just brought in a new replay system to help... Not to help catch cheaters. The theory, I believe, was so that you could see that they weren't cheating and all it's doing is catching cheaters where you can go in and see the replay from their view for the whole round like you could go back and watch the whole round as people oh, God. and the yeah, amount of people that you like, see like right in and just start watching you through walls like that you can see where they're walling <laughs> amazing when did they bring that in it's on test servers just, isn't it yeah it's, it's theater mode. It it's live. essentially theater mode for cod like cod yeah Crazy. That's good though, right? It's fantastic. It's so good. So that Amazing kind of that you that you get getting. Uh, sorry, I'm stuttering again. Sorry. It means that they will be seeing what you've done. If you cheated at all, you'll be caught. You will be caught, Breezy. Yeah. Yes. Don't do it. Breezy, the ultimate aim. No, I don't do it. Turn your hacks off. Yeah. Well, you won't be able to tear TK people out of um, anger anymore, Katie. Yeah. Whoa, 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 getting attacked over here. I don't TK people. Yeah, you're I am a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> um, that kind of leads into the next point. So, um, well, was it last month? I don't know. Sometime this week, a streamer got on Twitch broke Ubisoft's NDA and started openly streaming over an hour of Rainbow Six Quarantine, which actually is codenamed Parasite. Is it? Right. right. Codenamed Parasite. So, uh, 
thoughts, feelings on people doing dumb crap like this? Anyone? This is blatant disrespect. I don't know. Question I have, because I've seen a little bit. I've seen a little bit of it. What did he? Did he? Did he know he was streaming but playing dumb? Just well, to get an I... hour worth of footage out there, or did he literally, legitimately, didn't realize he was streaming? It's a long uh, stream for someone to fake, like, like accidentally do it. <laughs> it is considering, from what I've heard, there's a lot of pop-ups coming up on the screen saying stop streaming. Like, yeah. like, uh, I guess. Like... Uh, yeah, you go. It, stuff like that could. It's like. You're testing it. You are a test player. You're not supposed to stream it. If everybody test who test streams test plays a game that's meant to come out but is not yet fully released, mm -hmm. it's like ruining. If it, especially if it's got a story mode, it would be ruining the story. You're pretty much destroying what people enjoy doing for on their own because people would be coming in and telling them what has happened and mm. then they find out oh, you just spoiled the story for me and it's like I wanted to feel like feel find out the story myself I've now yeah. lost this, that feeling of going to be that I was so, going to happen yeah Plus, look, the other thing too is these are very early builds and they can be damaging. People see it and say, oh, that looks shit. I'm not going to buy that. You know, this is a, it's a technical alpha or something, I think it was. So it was really early. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It wasn't an accident because apparently there was a few people invited to it as yes. a technical alpha. And Correct. it was a written NDA that they had Correct. to sign Correct. and send back. Yes. And then going on and just just a counterpoint to your notion Sabi, that it can be really damaging because people look at it it's unfinished they say well this is shit i don't want this it can potentially have the other effect that looks shit i never wanted to play it watch the test footage actually you know it definitely can always it can definitely always go the other way but the reason they're under nda and people are given test builds for that reason to test it's probably a really early build of the game. It's not even anywhere near the finished version. It's a game yeah, just for them to test the servers, the live servers on. But the best example of a, of a, a release that slipped out somewhere is Deadpool, right? Whether they'd made the movie or not, right, that clip yeah. went viral. And within a couple of years, the full movie gets released. Yeah. Deadpool doesn't happen if that clip doesn't get leaked. Mm. I, I did ask Subby. Hmm. I asked Abby about it. I was like, have they commented on it and the fact and they've gone out there and knowledge like, yes, we are working on it. Yes. I guess did. if you know, if like a leak happens and then a week later there's like a really shiny pre prepared trailer that pops out, then you start to wonder, but it really looked early <laughs> early build for this one, so I don't think we'll see anything for a while. Maybe like a pre rendered screenshot. Just something to acknowledge that like, yeah, yeah, like this looks better than what you saw. I'd want to start doing some damage control if I was Ubisoft, but... Yeah. Well, I'd want to sue the ass open. Yeah, the, dude, the dude's gonna either get his final warning, one and only warning, or he's just not getting anything from Ubisoft again. Pretty much. Because it pretty much destroys... By him streaming that, it pretty much destroyed their trust in giving him more games to test. Correct. But especially, like, with us, we... We have to keep our games that retest one secret. On the lockdown. That's for our breathing. Keep it on the lockdown. And That's right. Don't tell anyone we're playing the next Call of Duty. I mean, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I don't know. Like, like Hayley said, it can do the opposite. Like, I looked at it and went, ooh, I like the hub. Because I I could only find it like a few five second clips. Like Ubisoft were really good at shutting that stuff down, like straight away and deleting a lot of stuff. So not that, not few, that like, good. Not that good. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I could only find a, a few screen grabs and a few like gifs. But um, I like the HUD and I like what some of the characters look like. 
I'm a little disappointed they went the alien route. Just dead ass hoping for zombies. Like somehow being able to turn into zombies. Because what was that mode a while ago, Hades? Quarantine. Um, was it? <laughs> yep. Is that what it's called? Same name, yep. you twat. I didn't know it was the same name. I swear I had a different what? name. It's a mode that they pre that they released previously. I know. Like, and I'm talking years ago, something. That's why they, the yeah. whole, the behind this game was the remember. old one. So yeah. you can't, they can't talk about it. It was years old. What are you talking about? I never said that. I'm confused. Anyway. Me too. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I was just disappointed that it was aliens and I was like, goop pods and stuff. I was like, I'd love to see how they reacted in a zombie situation, but whatever. And an escort mission. No one likes escort missions. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I was going to say, like, I guess, like, if, if you're going to do a zombies mode and you can't do it better than Call of Duty, that's the, going to be the scrutiny that you'll go against immediately. So maybe that they're just like. It literally yeah. reminds me of that uh, mode that Call of Duty Ghost set in it. Whatever that was. That was Extinction. Extinction? Yeah, it reminds me of that. I enjoyed that. Did you? But, yeah. Loser. Mm. <laughs> Sucked. It's it's like, I, <laughs> we spent like an entire weekend kind of like trying to play that shitty level and like when I actually finished it, I actually really, really liked it. I was like, let's go again. But yeah, that, that whole mode died out immediately after the first DLC that came out. Nobody even picked it up. You couldn't even find games to join. Trish. Um, so, Outriders is coming out soon. What do sure we think is. about the titles dropping straight to Game Pass? I'm happy. About? Like, I don't know. I mean, for demos, it would be good, because, like, it's demo. They're not, like, the full game. And then when the full game comes out, people just go, okay, I'm going to... I played the demo. I enjoyed the demo. I'm gonna buy the full version. Yes. So that I can you playing. And also, dem adding that any progress that you've done in the demo, you're getting that progress added to the full game. Yes. That makes it more better, so that you're not like restarting all over again and going, "Oh my god, I just did this." But breezy, breezy. What do you think about Outriders going to Games Pass? The full game. The full game. I actually paid for the demo before it went to Game Pass. You can't pay for the demo. You're talking about the game? No, I pay for the... Uh, no, I... Demo's free. Demo's free? <laughs> So the game... Hobby's question is, are you out of pocket or not? <laughs> Did you pre-order the game already? Right, so it's going to Games Pass. What do you think about it going to Games Pass instead of having to buy it? I could see it as a good potential because, like, there's a bit of money from Game Pass. You're having to pay for Game Pass and then you got a demo on there. It's not a demo. It's a full game. Full game. There we go, Breezy. You can <laughs> Let's just skip Breezy. Hades, what do you reckon about games going to Games Pass? Big games. Big games. Like not even first-party games. I like think this one. it's fantastic in, in... I think it's fantastic for your average player. I think it'll convince those that normally wouldn't purchase a game to give one a go. Correct. And they might like it. It's going to just increase customer satisfaction you're not going to pay 100 bucks for a game and go geez hated this and you're just out of pocket by going straight to games pass you know what sure i pay 10 bucks a month but again you get everything covered by it i you think they should have yeah but like i think they might have screwed up by doing it with a game they had already had for pre-order i think maybe they should have planned it better maybe they should have done this with a game that they hadn't even put out for pre-order yeah it seemed like a bit of a late Agreement kind of like a between, surprise decision. Yeah, yeah, which you know, there's no reason why you can't just cancel a pre-order. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Look, I like Games Pass. I think the amount of games people can play that no wouldn't like Katie said wouldn't normally play something. 
and a lot of people probably wouldn't have thought about picking it up. Now they, now they're going to play it, which is going to be great for the uh, online portion. There's going to be heaps of people playing it online now. I'm wondering whether like the game's focused around microtransactions because I didn't see anything in the demo. But a lot like there's been quite a few games like big note games like Fallout Four came to Game Pass when it initially started and then within like a month it was gone. And like, you know, like every month this game's leaving there. So I wonder if this is just like, we're going to put it on there for three months, get some really high view accounts because there's tons of people playing and then yank it from the store and have to get people to buy it if they want to continue on with their progress. Yeah, look, I think that's, I think that's where the problems will come up is when they do take it away, people are forced to, all right, if I want to keep playing, I've got to buy it. But by then, surely it's on sale. It's on special. Not if it's like mm. Destiny and it gets like super big. You know, Destiny's a good one. They've got all the expansions there too. Like what if they take expensive. Destiny away with all the expansions? People are left with not being able to play it. That's a good I think point. the one that's on Game Pass is just the Beyond Light. So you can't do the seasonal stuff unless you buy the season pass. Like they're, they're sneaky behind it. It's kind of like the Battle Pass like for each season. Like you have to buy that. And that gives you access to the missions in that season. But isn't that any... Isn't there only like one mission per season pass? Kind of, but like they they have like a goal for each season. Like uh, like they got in-game seals you can work for, which they release missions and objectives throughout the season, which mm. for better or worse keeps people playing because it's, it's FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, if if outriders can hit on any level of that and then take the game away. <laughs> They'll probably make a big payload in the second half. Be like they, they get like a big income in the in quarter one and two, and then three and four they get a second like payout. Even if you right, said like it goes on sale, that's like that'd be awesome for them. Something right, they can look forward way. to. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was a little bit. Uh, what if you want to get a collector's edition, and you can just be like Stubby, get a collector's edition and just sell the dip. They don't hardly do collector's editions anymore. No one. Yeah. They're disappearing really fast. Yeah. Either that or they do a Resident Evil and make it too expensive. Or limited to people like scalp them on eBay straight away. Yeah, What's, like, like, have we looked at the edition that, like, it's, I'm assuming it's just going to be the stock standard edition that's going there, whereas yeah, yeah. Reload so it'll like, always be the standard edition. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to pre order, uh, like, a, the $150 edition with, um, all sorts of extra skins and stuff like that. It, it kind of sucks that you can't just buy that extra expansion part on it because you or you can already get the base game for free on Game Pass. Well, like not I say free, but obviously if you, that's if you're paying for Game Pass. Yeah, look, I think the Game Pass is there for you to try games. I think you normally wouldn't, and if I, mm. you want it when it's gone, you buy it. It's mm -hmm. it's, it's just an it's a Netflix. Check it out while it's yep. there. But now, Breezy, can you answer? No, don't. How do you Move feel on. about big games going <laughs> to Game Pass? Um, do you think it'll be good um, for the industry? Yeah, possibly. Do you have Games Pass, Breezy? Yes. Do you like it? I enjoy it. Why? Because I get a lot of games that, like, I'm not able to play because of how expensive they are. Bingo. And Bingo. No one has a hundred bucks to fork out for Outriders that people are so unsure about as to begin with. And they can just play it on Games Pass for ten bucks. They don't like don't like it or Games Pass, cancel it after a month. It's only Xbox, isn't it? Like even though it's on Game Pass, I know there's a separation between PC, Xbox, Game yeah. Pass. They have already Xbox. they have said it's not gonna be on Games Pass PC. Yeah, so at this point, it's just version. a console version, yeah. That's interesting. For now. I reckon they will. Mm. They Which will. is weird, because it normally goes on PC and not Xbox or something like that, so that's a nice change. Yeah. Alright, last thing. Last thing. Last thing, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of the gaming community right now will know that PAX Online tickets uh, was a huge mess huge bungle it was almost as bad as the console uh launches so what do we think about the pax tickets 
um, and concerns. We probably spoke about this a bit last week with Matt, but um, what's the go? What do you think? Uh, I think they didn't prepare well. They should have like had prepared for like mm-hmm. any amount of people that are going to be like buying tickets. Like I was actually prepared to even if they were going to release them at midnight, I was prepared to like stay up till midnight just to go and buy them. But because they did it during the day, a lot more people were up and it made tickets hard to get because of the servers crashing because of the amount of people buying at the same time. I actually agree with you, Breezy. Uh, they were so ill-prepared and they knew this was going to happen. They I were think... limited. They were in the middle of the day when everyone could grab them. Like, it was just ridiculous. I think if they didn't mention the word limited mm-hmm. in the beginning, it wouldn't have been such a yes. frenzy for everyone trying to get on at once and it would just yep. be normal. At the same time, I don't think they realised how many people were actually keen to, to get back into conventions and buy tickets. I'm going to say it's a conspiracy. I reckon yeah, there was I, never tickets to begin with. Uh, had, some, some people got tickets. I did see some people's <laughs> proof yeah, of well, tickets. Well, I heard from someone that they said they didn't anticipate this many people wanting to go, as if they did. Have you? Have they even gone onto the floor and seen what PAX looks like just in a normal year? How could they say, oh, we don't think they're going to sell out anyway? Uh, I think their mistake was saying limited over and over and over, thinking people are going to miss out. Shit, we need to get on straight away and try to secure some. If they didn't mention limited, they wouldn't have bothered. They wouldn't have. It wouldn't have crashed. I'm not. Just, I'm, I'm not a super IT expert or like anything like that. But surely, like, there's got to be like a way to like anticipate. There's like have a count. There's already this many people on your website, right? Yeah. Um, so if you see that people are sitting on that website already, like, um, gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's called, they, they call, they, they're adding, so I don't know whether you read their actual announcement, they're doing what, like, pop culture and that do when it comes to, like, Funko releases, and they're putting a virtual mm. queue in. Yeah. So only a certain number of connections at once before you mm-hmm. put in a queue, and once someone's finished shopping and closed the browser down, another mm-hmm. person comes in, so... Yeah, they're they're doing that this time round. It's got to be a nightmare. I would not want to be the person to have to try and manage that. <laughs> so well, they've I had do to. Feel sorry they, for them, they've but... also they also said in the same message they're pretty much to have to rewrite and add mm-hmm. that feature into their store yep. to to do that. So mm-hmm. I don't think you'll see. I don't think you'll see him come back for at least a week or so. Let's not gonna happen quickly. Yeah, I'm wanting to really go because, like, I've never been to a gaming convention or a convention in general. So I'm, like, I didn't get to go last year because of COVID. I'm, yeah. So I was, like, extremely disappointed that it was cancelled. So this year... Oh, yeah. Because Pax is the pinnacle of Australian conventions. But, like, there's things like Comic-Con and stuff like that I really want to go to I dreamt of going to them because there's because of the amount of things that there is to do at a convention is not like your normal average day or what you find on the internet what can you sure, do you know, but you don't get to experience the feeling of being in a convention I've never had that feeling that's why I wanted to go to something. Oh, Hades will feed that feeling. <laughs> right to Hades. I don't know. So I wasn't here for last week's podcast, but I've been around to quite a few streamers and asked their feelings, wherever they're going. The general consensus from a lot of the higher-up partnered streamers are they're going to miss it this year. Because one, it's very limited, and two, it just takes one case to shut like shut down Australia again because that many people are packed into one place. So and even going down just to hang out with people that are going, the general public want to be in the places where the gamers are. So even if you say, Oh, I'm only going down to go to the bars with my friends, it just takes one of those general public who has it to go, Oh, I want to go to the bars where all the gamers are gone. You know? 
you can get sick even from that, even if you don't even step inside the convention, if you're just going down for a good time. Because my idea was if I didn't get the ticket, I'm just going to go down anyway so I can hang with all the MK people, do some shopping during the day, go hang in the restaurants at night, you know. So now I'm worried because it just takes one person to get sick and then I've got to quarantine for two weeks and then I get in trouble from my boss. Have they yeah. said anything about price protection or something like that with the tickets itself? Like, like they what have, have actually. They have, to yes. get through? Yeah, that's yes. the biggest stipulation. That doesn't no apply to your happens. flights, your hotels. No, your flights, yeah, exactly. your flights and your hotels, you'll have to deal with mm -hmm. those separately. separately but yeah. they will refund you if there's a COVID thing or... That's cool. So like, at yeah. least it's not like, oh, we'll send you a gift card and come next time or something like that. Yeah. So if anything happens leading up, Fix your cam, Breezy. Packs for Yeah, I'm trying to. Don't. your ticket. But Hades brings up a good point. Like, airline hosts. It's working like, airline trying to get, okay. you know, refunds on your ticket is like getting blood from a stone, you know, an accommodation. Mm -hmm. Unless you have, like, most of them won't give you. I think like, if I do, I think when I, I, think, I think when I do flights and accommodation, I'm going to really drill them for questions and get it mm -hmm. in writing. Well. I think I won't actually book flights until really close to date, which is going to be more expensive, but I'm, I'm drive down hold off. For, for the like ticket release itself, like for packs, I'm wondering whether they always plan to do, Oh, we lost someone. We lost freeze. I'm wondering whether like they've always had a plan <sighs> to do that. God. <laughs> uh, like, like that, they wanted to do a first wave and then, it's you know, say, Oh, like and then like a month later, there's like oh look we got some more tickets or something like that like through the they year do do that Pax. yeah through the year we like they could have increased um capacity limits for like for the events uh like simply because it's a limited event now so they definitely know that there's less going than what there was last time so yeah. they could be like oh look surprise we got more tickets whether they were always planning to do that yeah well packs are like they normally do a couple of waves of tickets only. So leading up, uh, they only do they only do the early bird, and then they just open the rest up until they run out. Generally, mm -hmm. maybe it's Comic Con, but I know at least one convention we go to, they do early bird, and then like first release tickets, and then like general. So they'll have a, they'll have a number of the early but, birds, and then mm -hmm. they'll um just have the normal mm -hmm. ticket yeah. tickets up again three three or single days for a a, a dearer price. I think they usually do it. Yeah. Do you feel unsafe about going, Hades? I know no. you're fearless. You don't give a crap. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get. I'm definitely one of those people that's over COVID. Um, yeah. Look, I I think I have to go into. I the understand that there's a lot that aren't, which is why the whole pack thing. Like you said, I can't believe that they didn't expect so many people to hit their website at once. But then you also followed up with, I can understand a lot of the consensus is a lot of people aren't going to bother going because of COVID. Yeah. Like maybe PAX took that into account as well. And they said, yeah, look, normally it'd crash the server, but only 50% of them are going to come. So we won't bother doing anything. Yeah. 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 That's why I think they legitimately didn't realize that. I think yeah. they thought it's 50, 50 because people, people are still, people still worried. So it should be fine, but they they were obviously mm -hmm. wrong. So yeah. See Melbourne people are worried because they've had to live through it. Inter like interstate people are like oh, over and over fine. constantly. Melbourne's <laughs> like been okay. He will go. You know, so I mm -hmm. don't know. Maybe if it wasn't in Melbourne, I wouldn't be so cautious. But Melbourne's been the only real hotspot. Yeah. Well, Sydney has been, but Melbourne's been off chops. Like you kind of expect Sydney to kind of be a hotspot because it's tourist central. I, I mean, Brisbane's no better in in a, in, a, in a degree. A lot of we've got a lot of internationals coming in and hotel. Yeah, but Aspen's shut down real quick, and they've been like. Well, that's all they've. That's all they've got to do. Melbourne City itself yeah. has been off chops, but they've like they've been without cases for ages though, even as well. Huh? You think? I yeah, I I'm not too worried anymore, to be honest. I mean, I look yeah, at all these. I look at all. I, I look at all these football stadiums full now, and there's not an, never an issue. Those places are cramped. Really cramped. That's a good point. All right, we might wrap it up there. Hey. 
Um, yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. Um, if you want to follow us, we're on all social media. Just look up MKAU Gaming. Um, you can buy our merch in our new merch store, which you can find links on our social media. That's been all of us. I'm Stace. This is Hades. This is Subby. And this is Butcher. And we'd like to say goodnight. Bye. Bye. Bye.